Hey Roach Coach, it's Toddy, host of Thrifty, jumping in here real quick. And I've been jumping in before the show a lot recently. I'm sorry. This week's episode is a live recording from Thriftathon 2019 from the Mr. Roboto Project in Pittsburgh, PA. We upped the ante from last year's Thriftathon as we really hope to bring a fun show to the public. And maybe we succeeded? Thriftathon 2019 had three musical acts Sykes and the New Violence, Bluffs, the theme to our show for many reasons, and Mary Kekik. It also had some vintage sellers this year. We had Monarch Vintage, The Natural Mystic, Rust Belt Retro, and Shane Becker and I's project, The Brick Body Kids. We also had three live podcasts recording, and that's what you're about to hear right now. First, Thrifty kicked off the show, followed by Ghoul on Ghoul, which is hosted by Amanda Waltz and Sarah the Witch. It's a sex-positive comedy podcast which features two of my favorite gals. Next up, to close the night off, was longtime Nice Guys Greg Harrington and Ben Deedles representing Neon Brainiacs. With Neon Brainiacs, you take a walk through 80s horror, even the bad stuff. So this episode of Thrifty features three podcasts in one episode. We each did a 15-minute set during the set breaks of the live musical acts we had. The green alien that I talk about in the episode of Thrifty was, in fact, found. So that person won a special prize. Further details in the future. Thank you so much to everyone who made Thriftathon 2019 a special night. It was truly something to see, and make no mistake about it, this is a rock and roll takeover. Hey Roaches, I'm Todd Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week for the show, I take a guest secondhand shopping. After we gather a thrift haul, we record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome everybody to Thriftathon 2019. You, uh, a, a big, uh, you know the podcast host is a loser when they clap, clap at their own shit, baby. 
But uh, yeah, I guess we could cut the song now. So hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Toddy Tondera. I'm the host of Thrifty Podcast. If you haven't heard this show before, each week I take a guest secondhand shopping. And this week we are at Thriftathon 2019 with my right-hand man, Josh Last Call Larkin. <laughs> Big Josh is here. <laughs> we have live podcasts, we have three musical acts, and we have vintage sellers selling stuff out of the front room. And I gotta say, probably the better of the two rooms right now. <laughs> um, there's art on the wall, it's amazing, but I just wanted to take the time to thank everybody for coming out. Now, Josh, uh, you have done, um, you have been a part of every live show, and last year we did a live show here, and it was our first live show. That Com was the, yeah. Compared the last year to this year, there's some noises this year, like some happy sounds. There's happy sounds well, going on. Last year was a, a death cry of desperation that was wow. put together. Well, I mean, that's, that's what it was. It was. We were either dead and yeah. then... We, we were, were just on the way out, and then it mm. happened that we, we had one of these events. The hard drive with all the information of Thrifty fried, so then I like slept on my sister's couch about it for about two weeks. Um, you did, cut off all your hair. I cut off all my <laughs> hair, and I didn't bring, I had two people ask me if I brought a plastic bag with hair in it, like I did last year. Didn't. I didn't do that. Um, but we do have a, the night is young. Sarah Gull from Gull on Gull is here. Uh, so we have a short thrift haul because we have a podcast snippet. And right after us, we have Sykes and the New Violence, which is going to kick some serious ass. Before we get into our alien thrift haul, I have a green little alien right here. And Josh knows uh, what, what this alien's about if you want to tell the folks. Yeah, so this is the bit for the evening. So spread or don't spread this to anybody else. But we're, this alien is going to get hidden at some point in time this evening. Mm -hmm. And if you find the alien once it has been hidden, you get a special prize. And the special prize is what we're looking at in today's thrift haul. Now, so for all you alien fans out there and also outer space fans, this week's thrift haul for Thrifty Podcast is E.T. in his adventure on Earth metal dinner tray. This oh! Is, yeah. We there got some, got a some. lot of latchkey kids popping for TV dinners <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just, a, just by noise... Who is a fan of E.T. the film? E.T. the film, some noise. Who is, fan, who is bigger? Zoom out the camera a little bit. Who's a, who's a fan of Aliens? I want to hear a bigger pop than that. Cool. So the only thing you have to do tonight, except for enjoy the art, enjoy the entertainment, is find this little green guy who, after the set, I will be hiding, and this... 1982 E.T. tray will be yours. So uh, this is uh, from Universal uh, City Studios, and E.T., the extraterrestrial, is uh, an American science fiction film. For those folks who haven't seen it, it was directed and produced by Steve Spielberg himself. 
Uh, and it tells the story of Elliot, a boy who befriends an extraterrestrial, and then they want him to get back to his home planet before he dies. Yeah, this track says, in his adventure on Earth, as yes. if there's another one out there waiting somewhere. And the interesting thing about the E.T. puppet is there was actually a human being in that puppet. And uh, the human being had to, like, uh, like, 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 imagine if you were standing still with a rope tied around you and how tight that would be. Now imagine yourself without that rope. He had to pretend like there was a rope around him because he had to stand there like a penguin would stand. And then the arms were guided from inside. So it was a very, very hot costume. At the time, uh, E.T. was actually uh, the most, uh, as far as money, the biggest grossing film of all time. Now, we do play trivia on the show. We're not going to get to that yet, but you could actually shout at me, and I hate that, but this time I'm allowing it, so it's fine. Does anybody know, and Josh, you could, you could chime in too. I won't shout. Which movie dethroned E.T. as the, the highest grossing film ever? Now, it's been redone several times. You know, there's, there's bigger movies since then, but something only a few years later out sold and outdrew E.T. Anybody know? Shrek. Shrek oh. I heard Shrek and that I will say it's not Shrek. No. It's Shrek. much it's it's it, it so if Shrek, Shrek two. If Shrek came out in nineteen eighty four, it might be I heard Titanic. That oh. was actually the, the further down final answer, but it was Jurassic Park, the dinosaur guys. The dinosaur guys. Um, but how, how are you feeling over there, Josh? I feel good. I like that the more rubber puppets beat just the one rubber puppet. Mm -hmm. Because we had escalated by then, and we didn't have to strap dwarves inside of things to get our entertainment. We could just have, like, a big dead triceratop yes. not manned by people inside of it. Yeah, we uh, maybe that was why it was more higher grossing. Nobody had to be in the thing. That and Jeff Goldblum, I think, really put it over the edge. A cutie, right? A round of applause for Jeff Goldblum, everybody. <laughs> How old is he? 32, 42, 52, we never know. But uh, I thought today uh, was going to be a, a, a unique day. Um, I'm a, a part of the, the Brick Body Kids, which are selling out of the front room vintage gear. Uh, Shane is, Big Shane is somewhere here doing that. But when, Josh, when Shane and I were putting together, uh, we were taking stuff out to the car for the show tonight, we saw two bumblebees Fucking big time, <laughs> big time. They were fucking like they were going to die in four weeks, which that's the way I'd like to do it too. <laughs> that and in front of people, like let them watch. I mean, you're on your way out. Let yeah, enjoy it. yeah. And uh, they were crashing into things and they were bumping into stuff. And I was like, holy cow, huge bee. Got to take a picture of it. Got closer. It was two bees enjoying each other's company. That's what you do. Yeah. Um, so, as I said, uh, throughout the evening, uh, we're going to have musical acts, we're going to have podcasts, so make sure that you pick something up. Um, we have stickers, we have business cards, we have all that kind of fun stuff, and again, if you see this green alien, you have won the E.T. tray. But before we get out of here, speaking of our thrift hall, before the E.T. tray, we want to play a game. 
a game that we often play for the second segment of the show, and we like to call it Thrifty Thrivia Trivia. You definitely hear it, baby. Okay. So for new listeners to the show, what Josh and I do, uh, we ask each other multiple choice questions based on our thrift haul. And with the ET thrift haul today, we have some ET questions. Now this is the portion of the show where you specifically cannot yell out the answers. But if you do guess the, if you do think of the right answer, and we do reveal it as the right answer, you're allowed to cheer, you're allowed to minorly curse, minorly scream. You can, you can majorly curse. Majorly curse. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the question I have for you this evening, Josh, in Steven Spielberg's 1982 science fiction classic, E.T. Oh, that one. Okay. What famous actor or actress appears in one scene but was cut from the final film. What actor or actress did one scene for E.T., they were famous, and then it was cut, and they didn't make the film? A, Harrison Ford. B, Harold Ramis. Shout out Ben Brainiac, Ghostbusters fan up there. (laughs) C, Jamie Lee Curtis, or D, Josh, what is D? D is always none of the above. None of the above. So A, Harrison Ford, B, Harold Ramis, C, Jamie Lee Curtis, D, none of the above. Which of these famous actor or actresses appeared in E.T. in one scene but was cut from the film? What are your thoughts? My thoughts are it could be anybody. I mean... Could be anybody or none of them. I thought we were going to go with, like, a child actor, not, like, older individuals. Yep, these are all adults. All so, adults. I'm going to rule out Jamie Lee. I think she's too big at that point to okay. trivialize herself with yeah. that for a bit part. E.T. But was the gro- highest grossing film at the time. That was below Jamie Lee Curtis is what you're saying. With this logic, yes. Okay. Only because I need a reason to tie it to Harrison Ford because he's buddies with Spielberg. And That's I very think, true. That's I think very true. He would be like, yeah, I'll be a cop or, you know, like mm-hmm. an alien hunter or whatever Harrison and Ford wants to do. A space cop. He could be a good space cop. He's he, sort of, he sort of was like a bad boy. That's like, yeah, all the roles he played up until that point in time yeah. together, and he's a space cop. Okay, so, so A, Harrison Ford, B, Harold Ramis, C, Jamie Lee Curtis, or you know what, man, I may have made all these up. It's, uh, is, is it D? I is don't, think, D? I don't think you would D me in public in front of everybody. <laughs> So I uh, mean, consensually, I have deed in public before. <laughs> We've made that in front of people, but I'm yeah. going to go with A, Harrison Ford. A, Harrison Ford. Now, this is the part where you folks out there could yell out what answer you think. So Josh went with A, Harrison Ford. He believes he was the actor to appear in E.T., but get cut. For a round of applause or screaming, do you guys think it's A, Harrison Ford? No pop. Oh, oh, that's do you the confidence think, I need in my life. Do you think it's B, Harold Ramis? Minor pop for that. Some pop at the end, or C, Jamie Lee Curtis. Or D, did I make all these up? What do you folks think? The correct answer, last call. A, Harrison Ford, buddy. Right. Got it. Got it. 
One out of one. We were traditionally terrible at this game, so it's pretty cool. I thought, like, when everybody else popped for D, I thought I was like, oh, they listened to me dominate you before, and they know you're coming for revenge. Oh, you've never dominated me before. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you hit me with your trivia question, brother. So, yeah, E.T. is one of the rare 80s movies where, like, all the stars, like the three ones, I mean, E.T. is dead, but everybody else is still alive. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he and Alf. Tremendous, tremendous accident. A lot of heat but, there. So one of the E.T. actors actually has a birthday right around the corner, and that's what trivia is. Which E.T. actor celebrates a birthday this week? Wow. Okay. So is it little Elliot, Henry Thomas? Okay. So he was 11 in 1982? I mean, they're all still alive. Sarah, well, yeah. Sarah is not well if you're did Sarah the witch fall apart on <laughs> Sarah collapsed just Sarah now. the witch here probably last live show for Sarah the witch Sarah from Ghoul and Ghoul just walked in when I said Sarah the witch she ran ran into the room <laughs> okay second one hit me with it uh everybody's little uh fire starter Drew Barrymore okay okay or is it the mom D Wallace or D Wallace okay. or is it actual D None of the above is D, huh? So Elliot. At little Elliot. Is it Drew's birthday this Drew week? Drew Barrymore. Or is it the mom's? Or, or is, is it, it the nobody's? Mom. Now, just to put this in reference, right now it's September 6th, 2019, the year of our Lord. So it is uh, September. Who is a September baby? Who is a September baby? Do you feel like it's who do you feel like it is? Who You're do you feel like it is? You're the only one, so we have to come for you. Yeah. Uh, it's unfair for you to answer. Unfair for you to answer. Okay. Okay. I. You know what? Last episode, you pulled a freak on me and asked me if wh- how many kids Raffi had, eight, ten, or twelve, yeah. and it <laughs> was no kids. It was no kids. It was Dean on the above. Baby Beluga. Yeah, he doesn't have time for Insane. that. Insane. He's just singing about whales. So, brother, I'm going to look you in your eye and say, Dean on the above, you can't flex on me here. Oh, I wish I had, but I didn't. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. We've got whispers of the answer from the astrology professionals in the crowd. Yeah. It is A. Little Elliot's birthday. Whoa! Do we know how old Little Elliot is? No, but his that's birth- fine. <laughs> I didn't that's look. That's fine. I honestly, I thought he was dead, and that's how this question came about. Why did you think he was dead? Where's he been? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So you win. You win trivia live in public. One zero. So uh, I guess that ends uh, the mini set. If you're just walking in, this is Thriftathon 2019. We got Neon Brainiacs coming up podcast. We have Ghoul on Ghoul coming up. We have Sykes and the New Violence on next. Mary Kekik and also Bluffs. So stick around and get roached. Hi, guys. We're Ghoul on Ghoul. Hi, everyone. We're Ghoul on Ghoul. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Sarah? Sarah, you want to tell them what we're all about? Oh, Always. Uh, so Ghoul on Ghoul is a supernatural, sex-positive, horror, comedy podcast featuring first-person encounters with the paranormal and other creepy, cool shit. Yes. I'm Sarah. I'm Amanda. Hi. Um, so first of all, I want to say thank you for Thrifty Podcast for having us. Uh, this has Thrifty been super fun. fun. We just drank some beer out in the street. I took a Pabst and poured it into another beer. It's called a Meritage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was disgusting. Uh, here's the thing. We can't do a lot of blather. Uh, we've only got 15 minutes, so we got to keep it nice and tight. Uh, so we're going to jump right in, and we are going to tell you a story. Picture it. Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, all right. Here's the thing. This story, it has everything. It has haunted mansions, weird sex stuff, kicky art models, and cemeteries. Cemeteries. Okay. So, so round of applause. Who knows the mausoleum uh, with the big titty sphinxes in the Allegheny Cemetery? Yeah! Wow! Awesome. Greg, okay. Greg from Neon Brainiacs was a little too enthusiastic with his clap. <laughs> I did. I, I always thought you were a big ass sphinx man. <laughs> he loves a. Oh, uh, that's true. He loves okay. a leggy sphinx. <laughs> Built. Built like a brick shit mausoleum. <laughs> anyway, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, those big titty sphinxes uh, are practically right across the street in the Allegheny yes. Cemetery. Um, there's a mausoleum built in this kind of quasi-Egyptian style with like onks all over it mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. scarab beetles and uh -huh. big columns. Very impressive. Yes. Uh, and it is flanked by the two aforementioned sphinxes with very uh, pronounced boobies. Uh, they're just in your face just out there for the world to see. Just like uh, unmistakable sphinx yes. titties, like undeniable. Just beautiful, so proud. It's just, oof, just so <sighs> erect, the nipples. Um, this isn't a graveyard that's full of beauty and history and creepy cool stuff. And I, I mean, it's probably the most remarkable thing yeah. in there. I think there might be a Jaws headstone. Look, in the hierarchy of, hey, look at that thing, <laughs> I. A gravestone shaped like jaws, lovely. Yes. Two half lion ladies Here's with the thing. giant, round, like impossibly round, like the definition of sublime. Here's the thing. What if it was a shark with big pronounced titties? I like it. Yeah. I like it. Wow, okay. this, this guy, right. this guy likes <laughs> this, it. This guy loves sharks with tits. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sexy shark. So the guy who was like, bury me with two busty sphinxes, uh, his name was Emil Winter. He was a banker and an industrialist in the turn of the century, a patron of the arts, blah, blah, blah. I can't really find anything about why he particularly wanted to spend all eternity co-opting an ancient culture. Uh, <laughs> though, am I hot for those sphinxes? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, not only did he insist on being buried, flanked by those two hot half-lion ladies, uh, he also owned a grand mansion in Squirrel Hill called yeah. Lindhurst. Uh, it's not Lindhurst. there anymore, so don't look for it, but apparently back in the day, it was known as the last castle of Pittsburgh. Can I just ask, how many castles were there in Pittsburgh that they were like, I don't know, but this, this is, is the, the last one. This is the last one. This There's no the more castles. It's like every other house. Not as good. Uh, <laughs> it was a big deal, though. So Emil Winter was not the first owner of Lyndhurst. It was originally built by the Thaw family. Ooh, and boy, guys. let me tell you what. They were crazy. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> and that's where this story goes from, like, a two fun jokes about titties Ooh. to a 20 insanity level story. Okay. Buckle so here's, up. Yeah. Buckle your biscuits. Because here, <laughs> here we go. my <laughs> I, sorry, I stole that from Sarah. Sh I it's will okay. give credit where credit it's is due. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I'll talk about, all innocent talk about, like, cool stone titties aside. Uh, this story that we're about to tell 
there are some uh, elements of sexual abuse, so just a trigger warning. Yeah, we don't go into details. Yeah, but just absolutely. In case. Not. Yeah, just if you're sensitive to that, by all means, you do not have to hear our dumb bullshit. Um, so picture it, Gilded Edge, New York. <laughs> yeah, rich, a crazy rich, the poor, stupid poor. <laughs> it's kind of like today, except with less civil rights somehow. Uh, so photography, it's a thing. <laughs> This is why I gave you this section to read. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Everyone's going to Broadway. It's the place to be. Uh, so <laughs> I think she's just, <laughs> this is just to amuse her. She doesn't give a shit if you like it. No. <laughs> so that is her entire podcast. <laughs> in this entire, all, and all of this like glamour and glitz and blah, 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 a new art model comes to the scene named Evelyn Nesbitt, and she is hot, and not just by Gilded Age standards, uh, she is 16. Everyone in New York City is like, who's she? Who, who is she? Oh, my God. Uh, so we're not going to sugarcoat it. It's gross because a lot of men were like, hey, girl, what's up? You're 16. Let's, let's get down. It's really gross. Uh, she gets painted and drawn by a bunch of famous artists. Uh, so photographers take many pictures of her. Her image is everywhere. She becomes the quintessential Gibson girl, which is sort of like the it girl of that era. Uh, and every, it was like very fashionable, and everybody would dress and like look like a Gibson girl. Uh, then she starts appearing in this chorus line of Broadway shows uh, because if you were a hottie back then, that's what you did. Uh, and the people loved it. And one of those people is this red-haired perv named Stanford Wyatt. How did you know he has red hair? Uh, be- they're pictures. Oh, are yeah. Okay. People are like this famous red-haired ginger-ass perv, okay. Stanford Wyatt. Uh, he was Gender's a crazy man. rich architect. He was yeah. super well connected. <laughs> Trust me, Stanford White is a monster, and Greg from Neon Brainiacs is nothing like He's him. He's a little, a literal I've, angel. There are five good men in the world at any <laughs> given time, and Greg is always one of them. So, Ben, eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, Stanford White fucking sucks. Uh, he was a crazy rich architect, very well connected, and a straight-up creep who had all these secret apartments across New York City that he called his snuggeries. <gasps> that is the grossest term ever. Just be like, this is my fuck palace. Honestly, I'd be so yeah, much cooler with that. It would be that. so much less offensive if he was just like, my, my pussy den. I don't know. Like. Right, right, but a snuggery is just like, oh, what no. is... Is there like a big bear there that you've never mind? I don't want to talk about it. Okay, so I'm going to cut this long, gross, upsetting story very short. One night, Stanford White invited Evelyn to a party at his house, uh, but then when she showed up, no one else was there. That old trek. They're alone. He plies mm-hmm. her with champagne. She is 16, 16. Um, until she blacks out. Then he rapes her. And then the next day, he's like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. It happens all the time. And now you're my mistress. Aren't you with aren't you so lucky? And she's yeah. like, I I guess. Oh, I should mention there's also a swing involved. No, we I can't even talk about the swing right okay. now. We have 15 minutes. You can yeah. look it up. <laughs> it's fucked. So, um, then she's like, well, I, I guess I'm your mistress. I will accept all the insane gifts that you give me, including fixing my teeth, getting my brother into college, buying me like a million dollars worth of jewelry. Yeah. Okay. And we should note here that not only is Stanford White married, he's also like over 40 years old at the time, two Evelyns, 16, a grade A creepazoid. Yes. <clears throat> so as Evelyn begins to kind of move through this 
new exciting world of class and privilege. Uh, you know, she gets a little older, gets a little wiser, realizes that Stanford White, probably not going to leave his wife. Uh, then, guys, a new creep enters the picture. Pittsburgh's own Harry Thaw. Harry Thaw is a fucking weirdo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So back in the day, rich jerks from New York looked down on rich jerks from Pittsburgh, uh, and Harry Thaw was acutely aware of this and tried to do all sorts of things to impress the New York City high society, including riding a horse straight into a public cl- or a private club uh, or lighting his cigars with $100 bills. He had an allowance of $2 million a month in today's money. Like, fuck this rich dude so hard. Um, and New York high society was like, no, thank you, you yinzer weirdo, and basically ignored him. Yeah. Um, so just in case you're like, oh, how whimsical, how how fun. Uh, so he also, <laughs> Thaw also had a reputation for dating chorus girls uh, and then would obsessively question them about their virginity and then beat the living daylights out of them. He just totally sucked. Then he saw Evelyn. He was instantly smitten. He sent her, among other things, 40 pairs of silk stockings. It gardens were the flowers, would not leave her alone, total stalker. Evelyn was like, look, I already have an old rich creep. No, thank you. But eventually, because of like all the presents and trips to Europe and then, you know, just being like, this man won't leave me alone. He's wearing me down. Not a real thing, by the way, you no, guys. No, not a thing. Um, Thaw convinced Evelyn uh, to tell him what happened the first night between her and Stanford White. And from there, he basically gaslit her into marrying him because it was like, well, you're ruined. You, you need someone to take care of you. Just to, just a note, like, to how she thought about this union, she wore black to their wedding. To her own wedding. To her own wedding, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Evelyn thought that marrying Harry Thaw would involve like a lot of travel and luxury and high society, but after they got married, all Harry Thaw wanted to do was hang out at home in Pittsburgh with his mother, who you better fucking believe hated Evelyn. His mom so oh, she was not a nice lady. Even worse, Thaw continuously was abusive and manipulative to Evelyn and kept making her recount over and over again that night with Stanford White, to the point where he told her she wasn't even allowed to stay Stanford White name anymore. She was only allowed to call him the Beast or the Bee. Uh, some serious like Madonna whore, savior complex, patriarchal BS there. I can't mm. unpack it. Um, oh, also because Stanford <laughs> White had Evelyn's teeth fixed, Harry Thaw took her to a dentist and had them changed back. That is the level of psychosis we're talking here. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He sucked. Um, Pittsburgh Zone. Pittsburgh Zone. Harry Thaw, everybody. Uh, finally, Finally, Harry Thaw is like, hey, let's go to Europe. But we got to stop in New York first. Everyone is thrilled. They go out to dinner. I don't know why I'm still talking in this voice. (laughs) Uh, So they narrowly avoid a confrontation with Stanford White in a restaurant. But then they go to a show at Madison Square Garden together where Harry Thaw shoots Stanford White three times at close range, killing him instantly in front of 300 people. That's estimated. Um, so there's a trial, then a hung jury, then another trial. Evelyn is forced to testify four days. She relives all of her trauma. She, of course, gets slut-shamed. The press is like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> eventually, Harry Thaw is placed in an insane asylum. Uh, after two years of 
trying to be a good wife, putting up with her mother-in-law. Am I right? Mm. Uh, Elvin is like, fuck this. She files for the divorce. She moves to California, where, I mean, she lives, like, a pretty normal, nice life. Uh, I believe she took up, like, sculpture. Yeah. She had some kids. Yeah, she was good to go. You guys want to be in the show? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love that. I'm really concerned about that curtain, too. Um, so a lot of people theorize <laughs> that Harry Thaw was so obsessed with Stanford White because White represented this kind of, like, exclusive high society world that Harry Thaw could never truly enter because he was too much of a fucking weirdo. Um, but there also have been suggestions that Harry Thaw, as a child, was driven mad by a ghost. <laughs> so apparently Lindhurst, the beautiful last castle of Pittsburgh, uh, where he lived as a child, was haunted by the specter of a woman who was a relative of the Thaws who had hanged herself in their bathroom with a Turkish towel, longer than a regular towel? I don't know. I'm not a <laughs> towel expert. And then would walk <laughs> the halls of Lindhurst at night. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, okay, so Harry reportedly never slept without a light on. Uh, and after he was arrested for murder, Mrs. Thaw sold the house, claiming it was too haunted. Sarah put that in caps. Uh, to keep. <laughs> Although probably she really just needed money because the cost of her son's legal defense was piling up. And, you know, when you pay your son the equivalent of $2 million a month as an allowance. You're going like to run out at one point. You're going to run out of yeah. some money. Uh, so, honestly, we don't know if Emil Winter and his family ever had problems with this ghost, um, but maybe this big-titty sphinx mausoleum was his way of somehow protecting himself from beyond the grave? I don't know. Yeah. We're making assumptions. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the very quick, very cursory story of Harry Thaw, Evelyn Nesbitt, and those big-titty sphinxes in the Allegheny Cemetery. Yeah. And if you want to hear all the stuff we left out, because we left out a lot of juicy stuff, including curses, psychics, even more creepy details, subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts and listen, yes. to, and listen to episode 71, where we'll be telling the full story. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for humoring us. All right, three, two, one. Goodbye. How goes it? We are uh, the Neon Brainiacs uh, 80s horror-themed podcast. Mm -hmm. And my name is Ben. I'm Greg. And, uh, yeah, we're here to talk to you about some uh, horror flicks for 15 minutes. So. Yes. Yeah. We could talk a lot more than that, but that's all we got. Yeah, that's all we got. That's <laughs> all we're allotted tonight. So, um, yeah, lucky you. All right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can find our podcast uh, pretty much wherever you get podcasts. Weekly, Lit every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, uh, we you can hear us uh, idiots talk about uh, horror flicks from the '80s. Yeah, and pretty much everyone you'll see tonight has been on our show at one point. Uh, yep, Golan Ghoul has been on multiple times. Toddy's been on. Uh, Brian from Sykes has been on a couple times. So, yeah. Go, go download those because they're fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we had a, you know, we were going to run down uh, some movies we've talked about in the past, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, this past Wednesday, we just hit our two-year anniversary uh, with Creepshow. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> it is wild. Wild stuff. 
That's <laughs> wild stuff. Uh, so yes. we figured uh, it might be fun to pick a couple movies that we really enjoyed talking about and a couple that uh, were a bit of a chore. Yeah, yeah. What or do you want? Bad. Are we going to start with the bad ones? Let's or? start with the bad ones because that's always fun. Yeah, okay. All right. What were the terrible fucking movies we hated? Yeah. I think the worst one, and feel free to chime in if you object to <laughs> our opinion here. Oh, yeah. speaking of. Uh, I think the best place to start was probably Microwave Massacre. Yeah, that movie sucks, It's man. bad. Yeah, it's got, like, really cool cover art, but... That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the... They kind of duped you a lot in the 80s with, like, a great, you know, VHS cover, but then the movie was dog shit. That's just kind of how they... How they roped you in to renting it. I feel like now, basically, you can't. There's a formula yeah. to a bad horror movie now where it's like certain fonts, certain color schemes where you're like, I don't want any part of that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what was that movie about? It was about a, a guy who was like, uh, figured out that he uh, could start eating people and it tasted better than his wife's cooking, right? Yeah, uh, basically just uh, the most great value-ass Rodney Dangerfield stand-in. Yes. He was actually supposed to do that movie. He was like, fuck no, I'm not touching that. No. Uh, no. Basically just like, I just, you know, I don't like my wife's cooking, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then he accidentally kills his wife, accidentally like eats her, and he's like, hey, eating humans is pretty good. Yeah. It just sucks. It's like supposed to be funny. It's not. Uh, just fell really flat. I think we both gave that just the lowest possible score we could. Yeah, we got a lot of backlash for that, too, if I recall. People got mad. Yeah, like, we got really letters. Mad. got letters. We did get letters. Yeah. And not for the usual reason we do. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But, um, yeah, that was a bad one. What, what else? Um, I know we didn't like Street Trash. Yeah, anyone familiar with Street Trash? Yeah. Two people, great. Um, this is <laughs> Sounds good. about right. This is interesting for everybody. Um, yeah, that's another crappy one. Just, I didn't like the way they treated uh, the homeless in that. It's mean. Yeah, like, the really effects are fantastic. There's a lot of, like, very bright, uh, a lot of, like, fluorescent colors. There's not really a whole lot of blood. It's just a lot of goop. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just a mean movie. And I actually ended up interviewing the producer uh, yes, who you also did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gets his penis cut off in that movie, and uh, it, it, he <laughs> there's a game of keep away. Yeah, with a little it. bit. And um, he produced another movie we did, Spookies, and he was like, "So uh, yeah, you didn't like Street Trash, huh?" And I was just like, "No, sorry." <laughs> and he's like, "You know, a lot of people really like Street Trash, but they don't like Spookies." And we had like the opposite reaction to yeah, that, definitely. which he actually was like, "Yeah, I kind of respect that." I was like, "Okay, thank God." Because yeah. this could have gone south really fast. Yeah, definitely the keep away dick part was, uh, you know, a little off-putting, I'd say. Uh, there were a lot of off-putting things that yeah. I'd rather not talk about in public. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot just of dirty. It's mean. Yeah. yeah, really mean. Really mean. What What else? What, what else did we hate? Uh, Mountaintop Motel Massacre. Yeah, that one sucked. Uh, cover <laughs> art that has nothing to do with the film. Yeah, different. It's like about a, a, like an old lady uh, murderer, right? She has like a little um, motel in the woods. And a lot of uh, underground tunnels under said motel with trap doors in the bathrooms. Yeah. That she can just kind of slip in and out undetected. Yeah, she was pretty, you know, pretty spry for how, her age, I'd say, you know? If you'd like, a, you know, a senior woman that has just, like, superhuman strength, just watch the original Friday the 13th. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know if I'm spoiling that for anybody, but. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for a movie that came Sorry. out in 1980. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's 40 years old. What can I do? 
All right, what about the good shit we liked? We've talked about a lot of good stuff, and I feel like there's probably going to be a running theme in all of these uh, revolving a certain uh, hometown hero of ours. Yes. Oh, yes. Mr. Tom Atkins. Anybody familiar with Tom Atkins? (laughs) I had to school you the other day. Four people this time. Good. Four people. Hey, man. This is going great. We're getting better. This is going great. Um, yeah, uh, we really like this guy. He's Pittsburgh, uh, born and bred, right? Yep. You know? Uh, so Pittsburgh that he is the one that played Art Rooney in The Chief. Yes. Which was fucking sick. Yeah, the stage production, and, uh, yeah, they, they eventually made it into a movie. So. And you've, you've seen him on stage. Yes, I have. Yes, he played, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge in the, uh, production of The Christmas Carol I saw downtown. Which was uh, I'm it was still quite pretty, quite good. I I'm should pretty say. jealous about that. Yeah, yeah. I showed up not knowing that Tom Atkins was going to play the title character, and I just about like you know shit my pants when I found <laughs> out. And everyone was like, "Who who is this guy? Why are you so excited?" I'm like, Have you, "Haven't you seen Halloween three? Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's the best one." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you're going to shit your pants anywhere, it should be in the like the lobby of the Benedum, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's a good place to do it. I think. Put it on the bucket you know. list. <laughs> yeah, you know, should be on everybody's bucket list. Yeah. But yeah, um, we like Tom Atkins with the mustache and without the mustache. I mean, prefer the mustache. Preferred with. There's a reason that the Night of the Creeps action figure has the mustache. Yeah. Yeah, which it's the better version of Tom Atkins. And that's definitely one we liked is Night of the Creeps. Anybody? Uh, anybody? Okay. One, one. We got one. Thank All God. Right. <laughs> two. We got two. All right, cool. Awesome. Three. All right. Three. Good, good, good. Excellent. Four. Five. Oh, wow. We're getting better with every movie we talk about. Yeah, this is great. Um, if you don't know Night of the Creeps, yeah, they kind of remade this movie in the 2000s. It was called Slither. Um, very similar concept. Almost like a full-on whole-scale rip-off there, you know? Yeah, kind of. Uh, not as good. Not as. I feel like it's probably not as comedy-based as Night of the Creeps. Eh, it's pretty funny. Maybe but not as self-referential. Yeah. Because there's a lot of like horror nods in Night of the Creeps. Yeah, it's a pretty good take on the zombie genre. Um, basically, little slugs that kind of, you know, squirm around and then eventually end up in your mouth and then into and your, your brain. brain. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's a good one. That was what we uh, we picked that for our one-year anniversary. That's right. And then... Uh, a year ago. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> time flies. Yeah. Wow. And then for our two-year anniversary, which we just posted on uh, this past Wednesday... We picked another Tom Atkins film, Creep Show. Yeah, which, which is filmed here. That was not intentional on my part. It wasn't. It was not. Wow, news to me. I would All like right. to keep it going, though. I don't We're know if I can wait another together. year to do the fog, but we'll yeah. see. But, um, yeah, anyone familiar with Creep Show, the film Creep Show? Yes. Hold your applause, please. We're trying to record a podcast. Sit so down. Uh, For the love of God. <laughs> yeah, you know. Hey, yeah, sit down. Yeah, that one's quite uh, hyper-local, as we had pointed out. Yes. It's got Leslie Nielsen from the uh, Naked Gun films. Again, hold your applause for later. You know, no big deal. Uh, Ted Danson from uh, the show Cheers. This was pre-Cheers. Yeah. Remember Cheers? Hey, remember Cheers? <laughs> The 80s horror podcast gets the biggest pop for Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? That's sick. Nice. All right. Cool. Got some audience participation. Great. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, actually, that's a good that's a good transition because <laughs> I do want to talk about since we did Creep Show, uh, it's it's very hyper local as I mentioned. Uh, part of it was filmed down the street from where I live and uh, where I work, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, CMU. Yep. Right? 
Yeah, a lot of scenes were shot in there. It's in the bath, uh, the the building where I have to use the bathroom because the building I work in is under construction. <laughs> you got to go to a different building to take a leak. Yeah, <laughs> never said my life wasn't glamorous. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else? Is that the three? Is that is that our favorites? I mean, I mean, we're Halloween, talking Halloween three. If we're gonna keep the Atkins train rolling. Yeah, Halloween three, which is like the one without Michael Myers. Yeah. I don't really give a shit. I, I fucking love that movie so much. It is. It's like they tried to, um, you know, change it up. They were like, oh, we don't need to keep making Michael Myers movies. Well, and Halloween was actually supposed to be an anthology series. Yeah. But it didn't work out. It didn't make any money. So they're like, well, I'll bring Michael back. And clearly it's been very successful. So Although the quality, maybe not there. Yeah. That last one was good, though. The one that came out last year? I yeah. enjoyed it. You still have to watch that. That's pretty recent. Anybody seen the new Halloween? Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that on opening day. Took the day off work. Nice. I don't do that often. Yeah. Hey, at least you didn't have to pee in a different building. Sick that day. flex, but okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, we are the Neon Brainiacs. We talk about this stuff every week. If you guys are curious... Want to check us out anywhere you get podcasts. Um, seriously, uh, we'd love if you guys checked out the show. Yes. Oh, also, if you lost a phone in the bathroom earlier, uh, I'm selling tapes out front. It's over there. <laughs> somebody bought it or found it and just brought it to me. So just, somebody bought it. So you're shit out of luck. Sorry. <laughs> and like we were saying earlier, Greg Harrington, the nicest guy in the world. So there you go, yeah. folks. All right. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for having us. Uh, we're the Neon Brainiacs. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you. Enjoy the music. All right, welcome to uh, the Steve Barris podcast. Um, I'm just going to talk about the flight I took coming in here. It was it was an hour long and went really smoothly. Bluffs.bandcamp.com. Get roached. Hey, who said you could come in here? Stop.